Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yes. Raymond Felton right back. Seconds. Felton for three. What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam Dracula. With me is Raymond Felton. Raymond, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. Another week, uh, another lot of interesting stuff in the basketball realm. The Hornets uh, have some pretty interesting wins since the last time we recorded. Um, and your Tar Heels are in the yeah, final yeah, four yeah. versus Duke. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you know how we do. You know how we do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that as well as Hornets basketball. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into that right after this break. We're finally here. The top teams in college basketball have been determined, and the final four is set. Looking to wager on these games on the national championship? Head over to betonline.ag on your desktop or your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the updated odds and info along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started. So join today. Learn why everyone is saying BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, uh, now that we're back, um, just a reminder, you can find the show everywhere podcasts are found. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. You can also catch the audio on uh, Tobacco Road Sports Radio. If you have any questions for the show, send them in via Twitter, hashtag HornetsPod. Raymond, your Tar Heels beat UCLA, beat St. Mary's, and found themselves in the Final Four versus Duke. All right, before we get in, talk about what's going on Saturday. I want to talk about this run-up for your Tar Heels. What are your thoughts? What, you think, what are your thoughts on the tournament thus far for your boys? Hey, listen, man. I feel like these guys has um, really come together. You know, Hubert has done a great job with them. Um, just, you know, making them – just having them prepared and making them just believe in themselves and understand that, you know, with basketball, you're going to go through some ups and downs. You're going to go through some tough times. And – you know, a lot of people around the basketball world was was really counting Carolina out. A lot of people were saying that maybe they weren't even going to get in the tournament and they make it all the way to the Final Four. You know, I know the capability of this team. You know, it was just all about them really coming together and believing it and believing in themselves. But, um, I mean, it's such a great run, man. I got a chance to see the first game versus Marquette. I think they played extremely well, you know, played together, you know, really jumped out on them. Um, had a great showing again. The next game versus Baylor. I come out, get to the Sweet 16, you know, take care of business versus UCLA. You know, very, very tough team, dominant, dominant team over there in the West Coast. Um, and then, you know, you step up, you step up against, you know, I, I can't even say the Cinderella team because they was really beating everybody from the start of the game all the way to the end. So I can't call St. Peter's, you know, uh, 
uh, Cinderella team. You know, everybody was saying Cinderella, Cinderella. But if you look at the games they played, they they was controlling the game and winning the game from start to end. So um, I feel like, you know, we jumped out on top of them, you know, really just, you know, just took it to them, kind of took their hearts a little bit. And um, and that's 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 saying a lot to a team like that who has a lot of heart, who came in with a lot of pride and just really coming out to to prove themselves. You know, great team, man. Great run for those guys. But like I said, I'm happy my guys was able to pull it out, get all the way to the final four once again, and you know, just continue to keep this 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 great this great um, thing going on that we got down here, in Carolina, baby. How wild is it that for the first time ever? Duke and UNC are going to meet in the NCAA tournament and it's Coach K's last year. What is that? What is that? Uh, <laughs> hey, man, that's, that's crazy. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a rematch from his, from his last game, you know, yeah. that, that they had at Duke, you know, saying so. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of emotions. It's going to be hyped. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be people everywhere. Um, it's going to probably go down as one of the biggest games ever to be honest, you know, because just everything that comes with it, you know, it could be Coach K last game, you know, it could be, you know, it could be a lot of things. And it's and it's against us again. You know, so I think we trying to repeat what happened, you know, in Cameron Stadium, you know, his last game at home. You know, that's what that's 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 what I foresee. That's what I think we're gonna do. But um either way the way it goes, man, it's gonna it's gonna be a great game. It's gonna be one for for the history, one for the books. So um, I look forward to tuning in and really looking at that and seeing that. I can't be there because, you know, I have to go coach my team down in um, Indiana for a tournament. But um, I'm definitely cheering my guys on. I'll be right in front of that TV screen, though. Oh, man. And, like, this state. So, you know, I'm from St. Louis originally. Uh, I've been in Charlotte for almost six years, seven years, give Mm -hmm. or take. Um, So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty new to the UNC Duke dynamic. I, I was only really familiar with it as an outsider uh, for, and I don't, I don't, even to this day, I don't really have a dog in a fight. I'm rooting for you, for you guys. Cause we do the podcast together and I, appreciate uh, that. I was, you know, MJ ties and all that. Um, it's, uh, I was like, it was leaning, it would lean closer towards the UNC side of things. But, um, for, for anyone who isn't familiar with, with the UNC Duke rivalry, um, whether maybe they're listening internationally or just from another part of the country, how would you characterize this rivalry and what the state is going to go through on Saturday night? <laughs> like, we're we talking divided households. <laughs> oh, man. I'm talking about divided households. I'm talking about, man, you, you might even get some, um, some, some, some breakups in this situation, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be one of those situations where, um, the, the whole state is going to be it's going to be going crazy. I mean, not even just the state, just across the world. I mean, there are so many Duke and Carolina fans in in this world that it's, it's just crazy. It's amazing, you know. And I'm not just saying because I went to Carolina, you know. Like it's probably one of the most dominant, one of the most, you know, love love college basketball teams in the world. So everybody's gonna be tuned in, man. Like this, this is this is gonna be one of the biggest games. I'm telling you, it's gonna be bigger than a than a national championship game. That's like that's leading to that's going to be after that. You know, that's going to be the biggest game of the Final Four, hands down. Like that's going to be the biggest game. So um, I don't know, man. Like it's just one of those rivalries, one of those things that I can't even put into words. It's just a feeling. It's just a feeling when you go into Cameron Stadium and you're playing against. 
it's Duke. It's a feeling that that just hits your body that that you feel when you on that court when you playing against them, and the same feeling when they come to Chapel Hill in the Dean in the Dean Dome and you playing against them. Like it's just it's a feeling, man. It's a feeling that I I can't even put in words. And as fate would decide it, the Hornets play in the afternoon. It's a twelve thirty game. I, I was worried that like the Hornets would have, like would uh, be like running at the same time as um, as that UNC Duke game, which oh man, it wouldn't have been no fans in there. Yeah, and also they're in Philly, <laughs> thankfully, uh, so okay. they're they're away for it. Because I'm thinking, oh man, like if <laughs> talk about it's like playing against the Super, like having a game against the Super Bowl um, all of a sudden. So. Whoever made the schedule really lucked out because <laughs> I'm um, telling you, it's a rare, a rare afternoon game uh, for the Hornets uh, in Philadelphia on that same Saturday. So um, we'll take a quick break and we'll talk about Hornets basketball after this message. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. All right. So uh, the Charlotte Hornets are, well, <laughs> they started the day as the eight seed. Now we're recording this on Monday night after they uh, lost to the Nuggets. They're sitting at a nine seed, uh, 39 and 37, um, seven and three in the last 10 games, 10 and six since the all-star break. Um, this team um, has really put together a nice run um, post all-star as they kind of wait until Gordon Hayward rejoins the mix. Uh, we've seen incredible performances from LaMelo Ball, Miles Bridges, Terry Rozier, um, so, so much so that the, there's a new name running around, the QC3 uh, for these guys, which if I'm Gordon Hayward, I'm like, hey, yo, what's, <laughs> what about me? Like, are you going to do that? Are you going to create a name and not include me? But hey, time will tell when he gets back into the mix. But um, yeah, like we had... Um, I think since the last time we recorded, we recorded, I think, after the Pelicans game. So the next game was the Knicks game where the Hornets came out slow, like really, really slow um, to the point to the tune of 40 to 24. That was the score after the first quarter. The Knicks put up 40 against the Hornets. The rest of the game, you know, if it was a boxing fight, 
I would say, you know, the Hornets won the, the, the following rounds, but it doesn't work like that. They dug themselves in a hole, and it was just a, something that this team, we saw a, a, a pattern we've seen from this team time and time again. And it was frustrating because at that point, the squad was uh, looking to make a nice little run. You know, they, uh, before the Knicks loss, they were on a five-game winning streak. And you look at that Knicks game and then that, the subsequent games against the Jazz and the Nets, like, okay, we need maybe it's an opportunity here to catch a win before we play the Utah and Nets. And maybe, maybe it's a little bit of a trap game, all things considered. Uh, Raymond, you, you've, you've represented the Knicks. Um, I'm curious, um, when, when, you, when you think about your career, what, what team do you associate with the most? Is it the Bobcats? Is it the Knicks? Oh, uh, well, I mean, if we're talking about, like, me doing things and going back and being around the organization, I would have to give that to the Knicks. You know, they have me back, and I do a lot of alumni stuff with them. Um, I'm going to always associate myself with, with Charlotte. Well, they're the Hornets now, but it was the Bobcats when I played. Mm-hmm. I'm going to always associate myself with them because, you know, that's who that was the first team that made my dream come true. So, you know, I'm going to always be forever loyal. To, to Charlotte, to the city, you know, to those fans, to, you know, to, you know, Bob Johnson, you know, Bernie Bickstaff, you know, that that whole staff that, you know, that brought me into the NBA, that drafted me, that gave me my first chance, my first shot as a as a young man. And so, you know, I mean, like I said, man, I'm always forever be loyal to to that city, to that place, just just off the strength of that, you know, them making my my childhood dream come true. Okay. Okay. I was just always curious about that because um, uh, I think I, I, one of my best friends is a Knicks fan, and so he uh, he, he he claims you like he claimed you <laughs> like he claims Raymond Felton. Like yo, I don't, I wonder how, I wonder how Raymond feels about like about that. Like there's that old thing like you know going Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like what what team do you represent? What hat do you yeah. wear if it's if it's baseball? You know. Um, oh, you're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I had to, if I had to choose one, it probably would be, it would probably would be New York. You know, if I had to choose one, but it's kind of hard to choose one. You know, I, I can't even, I can't even sit here and say that. You know, because, you know, I'm thankful for for each and every team that I play for. Each and every team holds a a special, you know, place in my heart because I've, you know got a chance to meet a lot of people and, and make friends out of a lot of people in all those organizations. So, you know, it's kind of hard to say that I give more love to, to, to one organization, but I will say I do have a lot of love for the Knicks though. And I have a lot of love for Charlotte, you know, hands down, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, in that game, uh, RJ Barrett put up 30 points. Um, I will be top in 18 Burks, 17, like the Knicks were, uh, we're firing off on all cylinders. And so, it was just something that you you see this team like a like a ghost from the past of the uh, the the slow the slow starts really biting things biting biting mm-hmm. their, themselves in the foot. Uh, fortunately, um, in a very big way, they uh, they bounced back against the Utah Jazz. Um, they hosted the Jazz at home. It was the last game of that uh, five game one two three four f- yeah five game homestand. And um, they pulled it back. And part of me wonders if they were looking past the Knicks a little bit towards Utah, um, because that's a tall order. Um, Rudy Gobert coming into town, um, 19 rebounds, 11 points for him in the game. You know, Donovan Mitchell, 26 points. Like, those two uh, will give anybody, any, any, any opponent in the league a tough nine. 
Uh, Jordan Clarkson went 19 off the bench. But yeah, the, the Hornets stepped up in a massive way against that Utah squad. Uh, Miles well, with 26, Terry with 25. I think it's all about preparation, man. Yeah. I think, you know, you know, you you really can't look past no team in the NBA no more. Like, mm-hmm. you can't do that. Like, even the teams who are at the bottom of, you know, I'm looking at the Detroit Pistons, they come in every night and give every team they play a game. Yeah. Like, you have to play to beat the Detroit Pistons. I don't care where they play, where you play them on the road or you play them in their building. Like, you have to play to beat them. I don't care what team it is. Like, you know, that's just what it is. So you got to respect every team that you play. You can't look forward or look past the team. You know what I'm saying? You got to prepare yourself to be ready. You know, that first quarter, to me, that first quarter and, that, and the start of that third quarter is the two most important parts of the game of how your outcome is going to be and, and like what type of game is it going to be. Like, you know, if you come out and you have a good first quarter, you know what I'm saying, every team going to make a run. Mm-hmm. So the second quarter can be kind of even. Team going to make a run, get back into the game. Okay, cool. You're going to halftime, get your game plan together, change things up if you have to, whatever you're going to do. You come out that third quarter, you got to be right back at it again. You got to punch them back in their face again, get back at them again, jump out on them again, like, you know, make another run. You know, so like, you know, there's just one thing that I think as a young team that they have to learn that you really – have to do that every night. And that's the one thing that the veterans like like Jason Kidd and, you know, those guys when I played with them in New York, they was really big on that, about jumping on top of teams from the beginning, getting a good start off, you know what I'm saying, jumping on top of teams in the start of that third quarter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and those, those things really worked. Those things helped. You know, it helped us win a lot of games. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really helped us win a lot of games because some games, it's, the ball is not going to fall in the hole, man. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if you get a good start on some teams and get a lead, you know, when you start missing shots, you know, and you still try to get stops, you know, you got a good, comfortable enough lead that you can still kind of control the game a little bit. But if you start out slow, team jump out on you, now you playing playing backwards. Now you now you in a dogfight. Now you trying to get all sort of all your energy to get back into this game. And like you said, like versus the Knicks, they jumped out on them. And then, boom, y'all might have won the rest of the game, but y'all dug yourself such a deep hole that, it, you know, it didn't matter. You couldn't get out of it. So, you know, I think that's just the biggest one of the steps that they have to take as a young team to really, you know, really understand that you have to have good starts. You know what I'm saying? And understand that every game matters no matter who you play, no matter who you see on that roster. That game, that's the next game is the most important game. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And, you know, the Hornets kind of fell into that kind of trap a few times this season with some big games following up, losing to teams that they may not have, probably shouldn't have. Um, if you look at like their respective records, but like you mentioned, every team in this league can can get some damage done. Um, of if course, you're not careful, yeah. you'll, 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 you'll catch it now. Um, mm-hmm. So um, yeah, they handled their business against the Jazz. And then the next night, oh, not the next night, excuse me. I think it was two nights later. Let me get the timing right. Um, two nights, yeah. That was Friday, and then into Sunday, they traveled to Brooklyn. And as timing would have it, <laughs> unlucky Hornets, <laughs> uh, that's the game that Kyrie gets the green light to play at home. So everyone was like, oh, man. He put a 50 against the Hornets in Charlotte. His first game at home, I think uh, everyone in my live chat was like, oh, man, I, I'm taking the over on like Kyrie points. They expected Kyrie <laughs> to go nuts. I think Kyrie, Kyrie wanted to go nuts. The fans really wanted um, to be behind, to like, 
to, to um, you know, be on his side and, like, encourage him. He ended right. up going six for 22. It was, like, really cold early. Turned up, like, in the third and fourth quarter. And um, in a, his second half was way, way better than his first half, Kyrie's. Um, yeah. And I, I chalk it up to, to nerves, I would assume. Um, it's a big deal. It's been building up to this moment for a long time. Um, Kyrie's played in no, big games before, but... Uh, do, you, do you do you sense a little bit of nerves for Kyrie in his first home game? Well, just nerves, and just really wanted to perform well. His first game, he was being able to play there all all season in front of the you know the hometown fans, and just you know that's not necessarily being nervous, just really anxious and wanted to have a great game and just come out and have a great performance. And, you know, sometimes that can get in the way of shots, shot making and decision making and, you know, stuff like that. But if you look at the stat line, he still had a pretty good game. Oh, yeah, that's, you yeah, know? yeah he's, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah, did, did shoot the ball well, but, right. you know, overall still had a good game, you know what I'm saying? But Charlotte came out and took care of business. I really thought that was a really big win for them, you oh, know, yeah. a really big win. And tonight, if they could have got that win tonight, man, would have been would have been amazing. <laughs> would have been amazing. Oh, man. Yeah, because, um, you know, looking at the Eastern Conference. So, you know, the Cavs are playing the Magic tonight as well. And we're, we're kind of in that territory of the season where you can scoreboard watch. and be Like, oh, well, you know, if uh, if this happens and the Hornets do this, maybe there's an opportunity to like make that leap from the eight seed to the seven seed. At this point, they have the same amount of uh, games won as the Nets. They hold a tiebreaker over the Nets. So if there's a um, if they have the same record. The Hornets would be a slot ahead. Uh, Cavs, by the way, just lost Evan Mobley. Uh, he left the game with an ankle sprain, I believe. Uh, so oh, that, I hate that. Um, so they're, they lost another uh, player. Um, terrible timing. Totally snake bin. Like the Cavs were one of the best stories. That's still one of the best stories in the league. Um, and just, a, just another unfortunate injury. So hopefully it's not bad and we don't lose Mobley for the rest of the, the season and, and playoff run. Um, but those ankle those ankle sprains are tough to to like predict. Um, really are they really are, especially for for, for big guys, you know. Um, but yeah, the Hornets going to Brooklyn. Um, I, incredible atmosphere there. Everyone is gassed and excited to see Kyrie play. Like you mentioned, still got 16 uh, points and 11 assists. Uh, six for 22 on the evening. One of nine for three. Um, Kevin Durant, nine to 24, 27 points. Like he, he was getting. You know, this Hornets team, I think, really has really stepped up on the defensive end, but they're struggling with recovery, right? They're forcing stops, forcing errors, but that, like, second uh, effort where you have 50-50 rebounds or loose balls, I just feel like this, this team, the, those, uh, those aren't going the Hornets' way. Um, and so with Kevin Durant, he was getting a lot of shots that, he wanted, like he was getting to the points on the floor where he wanted them, and they just weren't falling. And the Hornets were, were able to capitalize on that for the most part. Um, Drummond, a monster, obviously 20 and 17 on the night. Um, he was getting, he was like, shot, I think he had like 11 free throws on the evening. He was, he was staying on the free throw line. But uh, LaMelo, 33 points, nine assists, seven rebounds. Uh, Bridges, 24, PJ, 18. Like it, this, this team rose to the occasion, and revenge is their loss from a, a few weeks ago. Um, away, so that that's that's something you'd really like to see. Like you, you, you catch an L, and you learn from it, and you're you know make up for it later on. So like I I, I like seeing that progression from the squad. No question, me too, man. Like I said, they like you know they got a they got a great thing going on down down here in Charlotte. You know with these young guys, you know they got a bright future. You know MJ 
keep these young boys together because the future is definitely bright and I can see these boys winning a lot of games and possibly doing something special here in Charlotte. Oh, me too, me too. Um, and we're, this is just like, this is act one of this, like, of this story, of this iteration of the Hornets. And I think the future is bright. It's really, really bright. Um, so I, I mentioned Drummond with 20 and 17. And so when you look at like the prospect of playing Jokic tonight, it's like, oh man, what's he going to do <laughs> with Drummond doing that? And then the answer is a lot. Uh, <laughs> Jokic, 26 points, 19 rebounds, 11 assists on nine of 17 shooting. Um, Man, uh, I want to give props to Mason Plumlee. Um, I, he gets a lot of hate. Um, I see it on Twitter, in my, on, on YouTube. Um, and he, Mason Plumlee was working his, his, his tail off defending Jokic, man. And like I mentioned against the Nets game, or in the Nets game, he was, get, he was forcing misses from Jokic. But Jokic is too good, man. Like He's just getting these rebounds <laughs> off these listen, stops. Man. Listen, man, <laughs> you're talking about arguably the best big man in the league right now. Yeah. Like, you know, between him and him and Embiid, like, you know, mm-hmm. you can you can go in either way with those two guys. And you talking about a guy that to me, my opinion, is is definitely the front runner to win back to back MVP. Like, I mean, I'm to me that's what winning it for me. You know, Joe Embiid is he's right there and you know, it, it could happen. It kind of depends on what happens in the playoffs and you know, I guess some of those things like that. But, I mean, the numbers this boy, this guy is putting up, man, and considering his roster, considering, like, Murray is out. What's the kid? Michael oh, Porter, Porter Jr. Yeah. He's gone. Will Barton been up and down all season with injuries. Like, you know, like, you know, um, what's the Morris kid? He was out yeah, a Morris. lot, you know. Yeah, he was out for a while. You know, they was they was he was playing with Capazzo at the at the point at the point guard. You know, no no offense to him, he's a he's a good guard. I like him. He's tough. You know, but I mean, considering this guy roster and they still like one of the top what six teams in the West. You yeah. know, six seven. I think it's six. So whatever. Yeah, they, they are. yeah, they're six seed right now. They're they're they got yeah, uh, two like, games above Minnesota. Yeah, so it's like it's like come on, man, like. I mean, you, you got to get your hat. You got to tip your hat off at the guy, man. Like you know, he he brings it every night. He plays the game the right way. Obviously, he shares the ball. You know, he he had. I think he leading the league in triple doubles this year. Um, as a as a center, yeah. You know, so it's passing. I think, it's, it's, yeah, like I mean, it just speaks for itself, man. He's just an all around player. You know, he 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 plays the game. He really knows the game, and. You know, I know it's a lot of fun to play with him. You know, uh, it'll have been it'll have been something fun to be able to play the big man that that's willing to pass the ball like that. Oh yeah, with like he has the touch, and then if they if he needs to fire it in, he does. Like that's perfectly weighted. So, like he's like a quarterback out there, where like the the guy on the other end can catch the, can catch the ball in a good position to get a shot up. It's 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 amazing, and he's so mm-hmm. fluid, man, and he just runs the whole thing from all points of the floor. So, yeah, it was a, t- mm-hmm. a tall task for the Hornets, especially. Um, but yeah, I think I think props to Mason for doing a, I think an admirable job trying to stop potentially a, the league MVP um, tonight. Um, you know, Lamelo ended the evening twenty two and eleven, uh, six rebounds, a um, little spotty from the from the floor overall shooting wise. Uh, Bridges with 27, 11 rebounds. Um, you know, Ubre with and Isaiah Thomas twelve points each off the bench. It was one of those games where you, like, you really needed um, someone to have like a really standout games just kind of make up for it because like the Hornets kind of lack that little extra extra 
juice. I think, especially in the second half, because, you know, they were in Brooklyn last night, right? They, they, they host the Nuggets tonight. That back-to-backs, talk to me about that. Like, how did, especially at this point of the season, those back-to-backs hit different when you get in this point, point of the season, when you're traveling away and then hosting a, a, a team like the Nuggets the next night? Yeah, I mean, the, the, a back-to-back is always tough when you're playing two top-tier teams that are playoff teams and um, contenders and just, you know, it's going to be all-out hard games. You know, it's, it's, it's just the intensity, the, you know, just the build-up to the game, just, just all of that. It just takes so much out of you. And then traveling on the plane and coming back, you know, then trying to get rest and get ready to play a game that 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 night is is tough. It takes a lot out of you, man. And it's a long season. There's so much that falls into it, but that's that's our life. That's how we got to play. So, you know, everybody else around the league is doing it. So you just got to make sure you get your recovery, get your ice on your knees. You know, do your normal tech. Do all the things you got to do to kind of get your legs flushed out, get them ready to go again the next night. You just got to do it. Yeah, so, and uh, ironically, the Hornets go back to New York uh, for Wednesday. Uh, they play Wednesday. They got Saturday, like I mentioned before, on the same day as UNC, Char- uh, UNC, uh, UNC Charlotte. UNC uh, Duke. Um, and then you got the Heat, Magic, Bulls, Wizards to close things out. So, we're, we're, we're up against it. It's crunch time in, the, in every definition of the word, you know? Um, I think Hornets fans, we got to keep an eye on what the Hawks are doing. Um, they're right behind us. The Nets are in striking range, as are the Cavs. So I'm, I think the Hornets are a lock for the play-in. Um, at this stage, this is about jockeying for that home game. Maybe two, depending on how things go. So we'll see, man. We'll see. I think we've, the, with the, the way they've been playing lately, I think they're more than capable of going on a run to close this, this season out. But... It's not going to be easy. Definitely not going to be easy. And hopefully get Hayward back to fortify things. No question. It's not going to be easy, but it's doable. They, they are good enough. And I hope to see them, you know, move up in the standings. If not, you know, um, still stay within those play-in games and, you know, try to make a run. You know, hopefully get guys like Hayward back. And, you know, that definitely will help with, you know, with a lot. But if they don't, you know, hey, you know, go to war with what you got, you know, yeah, or what you have is enough. But you got to come out and ready to play each and every game. Almost definitely. No, no room for error at this point, especially. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm a believer. You know, it's the name of the show for a reason. Uh, speaking of, <laughs> <laughs> you've been listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. Raymond, I appreciate you as always. No problem, my guy. I enjoyed it. I always do. Hey, I appreciate you and everyone out there. Thank you so much for listening. Tell a friend, like, share, and subscribe. Available on all podcast platforms. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.